Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Bobby Angel writes, Surfers, sailors, and fishermen alike know that one must be patient for the catch. One cannot manipulate the other into desiring the things of God. Every day we wake up and the Lord entrusts us with the most precious gift of creation, the human soul. Jesus began his ministry by picking up a scroll and reading Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release of the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he stopped mid-verse. He did not read the end of that verse. And the day of vengeance of our God... Rod Bennett writes in his book, These Twelve, Perhaps the most startling statement concerning apostolic authority is, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Peter and John healed a lame man. Peter raised a dead woman. The book of Acts also records that their miracles came in clusters, as did those of Christ. And the apostles gathered multitudes who were healed and cured from diseases. But did the apostles do greater works as Jesus proclaimed they would? The book of Acts records that people were healed by Peter's shadow and by a handkerchief blessed by Paul. But John Wesley makes the point, the greatest work of all was their commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. By the year AD 150, St. Justin Martyr tells us that the church had spread across the known world, and a hundred years later, 20% of the entire Roman population was Christian. The twelve plus Paul were gone by the year 110, John being the last. But the passing down of the faith, as Paul told Timothy, what you have heard from me before many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also the perpetuation of the Lord's own principles of discipleship, and worldwide episcopacy that has lasted two millennia is the greatest of the greater works, as well as writing the inspired words of the New Testament and playing a role in the eventual canon of the Old Testament. So what a very eventual end. There is pious legend, ancient histories, and a few solid facts about the actual sacrificial ends of the Twelve plus Paul. The first to be lost was James, the elder brother of John. James had once asked the Lord for a seat at his right hand. He achieved his place as recorded in the book of Acts when he received the sentence of death by the sword. Peter helped found the church at Antioch, where believers were first called Christians, after which he took numerous missionary journeys before becoming the first bishop of Rome. Peter was crucified in old Rome under Nero choosing to hang upside down on the cross in A.D. 64. Paul, too, was martyred in Rome. Paul traveled over 20 years preaching in places from Antioch to Galatia, Ephesus, Macedonia, Corinth, and Rome. Thirteen of the 27 books in the New Testament are attributed to Paul. Paul was beheaded in Rome in 65 A.D. under Nero. James the Just Scripture and history ID him as the man who was the first bishop of Jerusalem. A Nazarite vow from early in life, he continued to observe these rules throughout his life, earning his title, the just. 
The Jewish Sanhedrin had him stoned to death, according to Asubius and the Hebrew historian Josephus. Nathaniel, sometimes mentioned as Bartholomew, preached in India and then Armenia, where his assassins say he sang songs to Jesus as they skinned him alive. Matthias, the original replacement, who started the season in the position that the traitor Judas once played, preached the gospel to barbarians and cannibals between Eastern Europe and Western Asia, fulfilling every need of the team until he was martyred. Matthew, the author of the gospel bearing his name, labored in Persia, Macedonia, and Syria, in the area around the Caspian Sea. He was martyred, whether it was on the block, at the stake, or stoned to death by the Jews, it's impossible to be exact. Andrew planted the seeds of faith in Scythia, a region that corresponds to Poland, Ukraine, and southern Russia. His exact death is unclear. Jude Thaddeus, or Judas, the son of James, is said to have ministered in Samaria, Mesopotamia, and Libya. His exact death is also unknown. Simon the Zealot reached Britannia and Egypt, his story is muddled. The post-Acts movements of both Philip and Thomas are near impossible to trace. John, who was not much more than a teenager when he met Jesus, loyal to a fault, he stood at the foot of the cross accepting Mary from the Lord. John cared for her until she died. Mary lived to be a hundred. They moved to Ephesus, where John planted churches there, and in Asia Minor also writing his gospel and three epistles bearing his name, plus revelations. He survived the Roman penal colony of Patmos and was the last man standing among the 13, bearing witness of the gospel into the beginning of the second century. What would you say about the 13? Were they tough? Were they resilient? Did they have thick skin? Did they possess all these qualities inside a mortal body empowered by the Holy Spirit to love the human souls around them, unselfishly. G.K. Chesterton writes, Alone of all the creeds, Christianity has added courage to the virtues of the Creator. For the only courage worth calling courage must necessarily mean that the soul passes a breaking point and does not break. In the terrific tale of the Passion, there is a distinct emotional suggestion that the author of all things went not only through agony, but through doubt. He passed in some superhuman manner through our human horror of pessimism. When the world shook and the sun was wiped out of heaven, it was not at the crucifixion, but at the cry from the cross, the cry that God was forsaken of God. Close quote. So no man could ever say that God could not love me. So let the scientist of scientism, the cosmologist, the atheist, the agnostics, and the nons alike choose whom to follow. These 13, these original band of brothers, they will testify that you will find only one divinity that has ever uttered their isolation. God's grace is open to everyone. It's just not cheap. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>